Welcome to Founding Impact, where we talk about the impact startup ecosystem in Europe. I'm Maciej Gałkiewicz, an angel impact investor from Ragnarsson. Hello everyone, my name is Maciek and I'm an angel impact investor from Ragnarsson. And today my guest is Nicola. And Nicola is an, is an advisor to investors uh, and companies uh, on a focus in sustainability, especially in, in freshwater, oceans, and biodiversity. And today we would like to talk about a bit about the landscape. Nicola, uh, can you can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Sure, Manchester. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So um, basically, I'm a financial investment analysis analyst. I've been working in the in really high finance investment world for seven ages now. Really doing uh, portfolio portfolio analysis, risk analysis, uh, investment analysis. Um, and then since two years, I've kind of had a bit of change of heart and uh, was not satisfied with only doing, doing this kind of uh, financial engineering, investment engineering. And uh, I decided to, to pursue interest in sustainability. And I've kind of lo started looking at the, at the water world. So all kind of investments and uh, companies that were involved in the water sector and what they were doing. And basically, I started to do kind of my job the same kind of job I was doing back then, but here and kind of look at all the investments, all the uh, the funds, all the stocks, all the startups, and how they all fit together in the in the economy. Now I'm uh, advising uh, leading uh, financial institutions how to integrate that into the investment process so they can invest in water, uh, also look at oceans so they can um, look for opportunities there or that kind of thing. So I really I can I can do a lot of system analysis, uh, portfolio construction, ESG integrations, and this kind of service I'm uh, I'm offering at the moment. Got it. What what led you to this space? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. So I've often been asked that. I think there's two things. One that water always seemed like the biggest challenge that one could um, could think of, you know, and that can make can some solutions, and that naturally drew me to this. So maybe I can. Try to contribute to fix it, you know. Mm -hmm. Another one is like I don't know. I like I love nature. I love walking around the lake. Um, when I was a kid, I was always playing in fountains, you know, playing the, with the water. I don't know. Maybe it comes from that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone in the in the impact space, I would say it's it's always like. Uh, the things that they were doing before they they went into the impact space were just simply not fulfilling fulfilling enough, and they they saw different problems all over the place that that would that were important for them to to really start fixing. Uh, I I kind of perceive the situation in, in a similar way. Um, yeah. By the way, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of the photos that you have in your contents. It's they're very natural and very. Uh, like really show the, the how beautiful the world is. Uh, Thanks, I appreciate from, from the water yeah. perspective as well. <laughs> yeah, I try to. I mean, uh, I uh, I took them myself before I had it on my Instagram feed, and then when since I uh, deleted Instagram, I started putting there. I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I I remember especially the one of them. Um, I was like, oh, this is like a very nice photo. I wonder how he found it, like where, 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 from what source is it? And then there was this description. Yeah, I took the photo by myself. I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Cool. Maybe, maybe we could just um, start a bit by um, talking about uh, the landscape and um, how important uh, freshwater and um, 
how big the problems related to freshwaters that we have on Earth. Can, can you elaborate a bit about that? Sure. I mean, that's a big question. And um, I mean, first, I would say that, I mean, you have different perspectives on water. First, you have like, really like water is the source of life, you know, it's necessary, necessary for biology, it's necessary for human to live, it's necessary to community to function, it's a, it carries a lot of social and spiritual value, you know, so that's kind of ingrained into the, in the society psyche. But then what's also interesting, and also a lot of people I don't think they're very conscious about is that water is also used everywhere in the economy. And there's a lot of um, use and demand from that, you know, um, for instance, um, 70% of the water we're using is used by agriculture, only 19, I think is for uh, household and 11 is for industrial processes, you know, uh, you need water, then you need water for agriculture for, to grow food. And usually food is only referred as, uh, solid water. Mm -hmm. You need water to, um, to make cement. So to make buildings, so mm -hmm. all construction is reliant on water. Uh, you need water to, uh, to extract minerals or any kind of minerals, gold, silver, and so on, copper. Uh, to to make a piercing in the in the rocks, uh, you need also some sort of water for um, for oil and gas extractions. Pretty much every part of the process of textile needs also water. So mm -hmm. key strategic industry in the economy that all rely on water and on a sustainable source of water. So what's interesting from an economics perspective is that. Water is not only the the source of life for humans, but it's also the bottom of the economic tissue for the entire economy. Because if you mm -hmm. don't have water, then you don't have agriculture, you don't have uh, construction, you don't have uh, textiles, you don't have clothes, and you don't have energy, and you don't have minerals that are needed to make any kind of hardware. You know. Mm -hmm. um, then you didn't. Therefore, you, that creates a lot of economic problem. How do you manage that to make sure that uh, all this society has a sustainable source of water, not only for the industry, but also for its people. And um, the big problem at the moment is that the supply of water is fixed on Earth, so we don't know how to, to make it. Uh, it's actually even decreasing if you account for uh, uh, water quality issues and pollution. So in the mm -hmm. amount of clean water is actually decreasing and the demand is, uh, is uh, expanding almost exponentially, you know. So you have a great supply and demand uh, imbalances that grows over time with uh, rising population, rising urban development. So basically, we will have to somehow keep the system alive or change it or adapt it to make sure that it still runs. And that's great. So, so you're saying it's like, maybe it's not, it's quite easy to forget about a bit that the water is, uh, is like the foundation of, of yeah. almost everything that we do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's easy to, to forget. I mean, it's so convenient and it just runs in the background. You know, it's like the pipes of your house, you know? I mean, if you are, if you are accustomed to have run, uh, running water in your house, that's pretty cool, you know? But if, if your whole life is based on, on going every day to the river to get water, then it's a different, it's a different, mm -hmm. language, you know? Yeah. And um, also the big problem, I think, is that it's kind of, I think water is the perfect kick the can down the road problem. I mean, you can have like a run, uh, like a leaking pipe in your house for quite a while before it gets an issue, you know. Mm -hmm. but if you never fix it, then your basement is going to be flooded, you know. So you kind of have to 
it's not something that got on the top of the political agenda because yeah, like the, the next guy can do that, you know? But then the the, uh, the fracture in the pipe gets a bit bigger and a bit bigger and a bit bigger and then suddenly you have water everywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, this this becomes a lot of economic problems because you have to manage the, under, the entire system, you know, and to make sure that, that it runs. Got it. Yeah, I can definitely relate to this, uh, to this um, scheme of uh, postponing everything because it still runs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty of it as well. Yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> Got it. So on one hand, we have this uh, foundation that water is to us and to economic activity in different sectors, different industries and consumers is probably, uh, I assume, especially in, in developed uh, countries. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so easy for them to forget because there is just tap water always available if they need it, mm -hmm. but there is a lot of happening behind the curtain uh, in in different industries and uh, different sectors, yeah. um, and this is why what makes water very crucial. Um, yeah. Got it. So can we maybe talk a bit more about the specific uh, problems and and risks that we have right now? So you mentioned a bit. Uh, that uh, the it's um, it's not a renewable renewable resource and yeah. uh, the consumption is expanding. Yeah. Uh, so I. I uh, yep. Yeah. Can I? May I? Yeah. <laughs> so sure. I sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's a couple of problems. So basically, we have evolved as a society. You know, like we can uh, build our cities, build our communities uh, next to nature, and. Uh, We've been using its resources and trying to distribute it like uh, around and just have to have it mm -hmm. you know. Um, first, this is like a massive infrastructure, you know. I mean, if you think about all the pipes and the, the valves and uh, the pumps that are underground to take the water from, from the nature, go around the town, just go to, the, to your tap, then it takes it, it cleans it and goes it back, you know. So then mm -hmm. you don't need... No, you actually clean it afterwards. But you need two sets of pipes, you know, so for the for the clean water to come and the the, um, the wastewater to come back. And then you're gonna have like a wastewater uh, cleaning center that's gonna clean it before going back to nature. So that's kind of like the the basic schema. And um, the first problem is that this is like an old infrastructure. I mean, it was built mostly in hundred years ago for most of the developed countries, and it's kind of become in disrepair and a lot of investments are being needed to just revamp everything you know mm -hmm. that's um that's problem number one problem number two is um is climate change and the way i see it is that i mean the un has defined climate change as the instrument now water as the instrument of climate change or mm -hmm. so, i mean the problem with climate change is that we pollute um, basically nature uh, in the air, and the water, and, um, the hair goes up. Mm -hmm. Somehow, this is it's like a house in thermostat. You know, like the whole thing goes up. Yeah. And then, this is, this is going to have the consequence of somehow reshaping the water landscape on Earth. You know, I mean, I'm not a scientific, but the way I see it is that basically, you take Earth, you, you shake it, and then the water is going to be a bit changed. You know, there's going to be a lot of, I mean, climate change is going to be a lot of storms, floods, uh, droughts, uh, rising seas. So it's going to be a lot of water. Too much water when it's not needed, and too little water where it is needed. Mm -hmm. Basically, all our society based on our water infrastructure is going to need to adapt to this new landscape environment. You know, so you're mm -hmm. going you're gonna to need to adapt this um, this big water infrastructure to make sure that it's 
fit to the new uh, environmental uh, realities of the 21st century. Got it. So there's scarcity, there is distribution. Yeah. Um, I, I can imagine there is a bit of pollution as well. For sure. I mean, quality is often uh, is often branded as the invisible threat, you know, because, uh, um, I mean, a lot of industrial, especially in the 70s, they were just using water, especially for drug making, you know, and they were just using it to, to manufacture the drugs and then just put it back in nature without much consideration for the quality, you know. If you look at the, the problem with the PFAS, which are the, the forever chemicals, which have been used for Teflon, you know, every kind mm -hmm. of chemicals mm -hmm. to make things waterproof. Uh, now it's, they're super uh, critical for human health and they cause various number of issues I don't, I'm not specific, I cannot be specific about. But uh, it's thought to be almost anywhere in 99% of body of water. And uh, so, so yeah, I mean, you can watch the film Dark Waters. It's with Mark Ruffalo. Uh, it's a great movie and you can, it's going to show you what's the, the extent. Of it. You said it's, it's called Dark, Dark Water? Dark Waters, yeah. Okay, okay, got it. Good recommendation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you need a recommendation for during the quarantine. So hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so um, as I said, uh, pollution is a problem because it reduces the, um, the supply, which is already short, you know, so yeah. Got it. So we have scarcity distribution, um, pollution. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, on a daily basis, you advise investors uh, uh, when it comes to investing in, in, in different solutions, fighting those problems. Like... Why do you think it matters to investors uh, at this at this moment in time? Why why do you think they should uh, consider in such investments? Um, I mean, it depends which kind of investor you're talking to. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. invest, there's not like one investor type that invests in yep. in the same way. It's more like a ecosystem, actually. You have like uh, institutional investors that are going to invest in uh, in 70 years time frame because they have to pay their liability to the pensioners so they have to pay mm -hmm. the retirement money uh, so those guys are going to have like a different type of investing preference they're going to have they want long term investments they want uh, something that is reliable something that is sustainable and those guys first are the uh, i think are the first in line you know because they have to pay the money back in the in retirement and if the world is completely changed by climate change Basically, if the environment changes, the society changes, the market changes, and the business changes, you know. So you need to be somewhat at least aware about this to make sure that your portfolio, you can still pay your, your retirement money to every pensioner that is paying now, you know. Mm -hmm. so then there's a, like a whole body of, um, of processes. Either you can just adapt your portfolio, you know, so like just steering the... The, if your portfolio were a ship, you know, can just steer a bit the direction and to make sure that it doesn't end up badly. Mm -hmm. you, that's kind of like an institutional portfolio. So that's one type. Or you can create some sort of a, of a venture portfolio, which is going to be more at the forefront of the transition and trying to, to finance all the little solutions that can help with the, with the, um, with the problem, you know. Mm -hmm. so I kind of see that like the transition as the fleet, you know, like we, we're in a place where we don't manage the resource of Earth very well, you know. Mm -hmm. We do too much that can be replenished and we pollute the rest, you know. So that's, at the end of the day, it's not very smart management, you know. And mm -hmm. 
then we need to go be to go to a place where this is going to be we're going to be somewhat conscious and responsible of this resource and then we can move with society in a sustainable fashion you know, so that this is not a problem anymore you know and from going from play from a to b this is what i this is what the transition i mean that's the way i see it you know so basically you need to move things around and what finance the economy is uh, is investors you know so you need to kind of take them on board make them finance the the transitions so the right tools the right companies the right solutions so that we can arrive at this mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So the way you see it, uh, this, the, this change is, is huge. It's, it's a huge wave, wave of change, which is going to be visible in the long run, but in the short uh, run, uh, it's, it's still visible and we definitely need to deliver different kinds of solutions to be able to manage the situation in the future. So those investors with longer, long-term perspective, yeah. um, they should focus on it because in, in, in many years, this is, this is where the, uh, the returns are going to be yeah. um, and yeah. more of a venture style investors it's important because then they can be front runners they can really exactly, yeah. shape shape how the how the new solutions are delivered to the market yeah exactly if you look at the big system then the, the institutions are like the big ships they uh they take they invest in the in the in the big companies they force them they can do engagement with them they can force them to 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 engage on the water issues, on the climate issue, on the carbon issues, and then that's how you steer them in the right directions. So that's the big thing. And then you, the ventures can go into the, the startups and the small solutions and how can uh, one startup can make a massive uh, contribution to the, mm -hmm. to the transition effort. You know, like uh, this can be a startup um, I really like that's called, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a startup, it's actually a private equity firm now. Which is called aquaporin, you know, like mm -hmm. they found a process, they find a way to mimic the natural uh, water filtration of process. So mm -hmm. how water is um, is uh, actually filtering in nature, which is called the aquaporin protein. And for me, mm -hmm. the way I see it, it's like kind of like a protein. It's a train that carries the water from one place to the other. You know, it just then it therefore just takes the water and leaves the rest behind. You know. So this kind of, um, I mean, this kind of, uh, of technology, then if it reaches massive scale, then you can basically clean any kind of water with from anything, even salt. You can even transform salt water to fresh water, you know, and then the supply and glow, the, su the supply and demand dynamics is going to change, you know. So by by for for ventures investors, you can I think make a tactical portfolio of maybe five, six, seven, ten big game changer uh, solutions mm -hmm. can have like a massive impact, you know, mm -hmm. on, the, on the entire transition efforts to, uh, to lead the, the economy to a sustainable place. Got it. Thank you so much for this uh, example of, of this company. It would be yeah. actually interesting to, to learn a bit uh, about, about other solutions as well. Yeah. So this was one of the examples. Yeah. I remember before the recording, we also spoke about this, um, a company um, helping to measure biodiversity that yeah. could be maybe an excellent case. That's, sure, I mean that's another startup I really like. It's called Nature Metrics from UK. Yep. What they do is actually they do um, testing kits, you know, so to measure the biodiversity activity within a water sample. So um, you know, like also one big problem we have within the climate change environmental issues is the loss of biodiversity, you know, mm -hmm. and 
I just read a, a report that was commissioned by the UK Treasury, Treasury today. So it's not like the environmental department, it's really the Treasury department saying, looking at how biodiversity is vital to the economy, you know, because we enjoy so much service from nature, like, like fresh air, fresh water, pollinization, fertile, fertile ground, you know. And if you don't take care of this, then, mm -hmm. yeah, then you have a problem, right? So um, there's going to be a need, I think, of managing this. So managing biodiversity, make sure that it stays healthy and sustainable in the long term. And then you're going to need to, to measure it, you know, if you need to manage it, you know, you need to be understand, uh, to put numbers on these capitals on how important it is to everyone. And I think this company can just choose to just do that. You know, they have a simple testing kit. You'd use it, you take a sample, you give them back to the lab. And apparently they also have the software to make some sort of a mapping of the biodiversity intensity within the special regions, you know. So then you can measure actually the biodiversity capital uh, of a given region or the planet, you know, and then then you make you can make connections of how important to is it to, I don't know, how important microbiome in the soil is important to agriculture, you know. And if you don't have it, then you don't have food and uh, those kind of connections, you know. So, yeah, I see that kind of small solution startups making breakthrough, uh, yeah, making breakthrough into the, um, into this big transition team. Yeah, for me, this, this solution is, is super crazy. Like you can yeah. really understand the biodiversity of a certain region based on a few samples from, of water from, from different places. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's really mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fascinating, you know, because, um, I mean, what I often see in the, in the discussions, you know, is either this either the solution or either the big thing, you know, it's either adaptations or it's either mitigation, you know, there's a lot of debate around this in the, in the sustainable community, but the way I see it is that, I mean, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive, you know, you mean uh, adaptation to, to the new reality? Yeah. The uh, new reality. Okay. okay. So, I mean, using the, um, the, met, the um, analogy of before, you know, like the problem is that if you take the the, um, the picture of the house, like we pollute the air, the, um, the air goes up, then it becomes hotter, and then it creates a problem with the water, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, first, there's a lot of effort on the mitigation to make sure that the air doesn't go too too high, and then we don't, don't get too much problem. So that's the, the mitigation efforts. And then you have the adaptation effort that somehow adapt the house to the new reality that has been done by the first thing, you know? Mm -hmm. There's been debate about the two, but I don't see them as exclusive. I mean, some people, some investors, like uh, you can you can actually redirect financial flows, so you you can show the value of um, of investing in the solution to impact investors or to venture capitalists because they're going to be more interested about that. Mm -hmm. Then you can show the value of long-term uh, redirections to institutional investors because they're going to have different preference, you know, mm -hmm. and. Um, then you can connect different type of investor with different preference to different, uh, different part of the problem. And then somehow you can finance the entire uh, transition to make sure that, that we arrive where we need to go. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And also it's, it's good just to hear that, um, there are, there are different incentives for different investors, but it's, it's, it's happening. So maybe yeah. this particular solution is not a good fit for, those, this this group of investors, but some others might be really interested, and it's not like a situation where 
everyone says, oh, it's too too costly to do anything about it, and we wouldn't like to commit. But uh, the, the ecosystem is much more diverse. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one of the big issues is that a lot of people don't have, which is sad and a problem of itself, they don't have much knowledge of how the financial system works, you know? Like most mm -hmm. people think that banks just have money on their bank account and they can do whatever they want with it. But it's really <laughs> the, the clients, the money of the clients, you know? Pension funds that run billions of money, it's their retirement. So those guys have, uh, they, they have problems, you know? They have to pay their liability afterwards. They have to uh to manage the things so it's not like one big source of money uh, somewhere it's a lot of different uh um, source of money that goes in different ways and mm -hmm. finance different things you know so, so basically to some extent it is it's everyone's money so everyone yeah. i mean the system is not perfect so it's not so easy to Definitely. uh to direct different in, uh, investments to different places as a as a, as a normal person, let's say someone who doesn't really have much influence over big institutions, but, um, uh, like I see it definitely when it comes to consumers, like, um, we speak with quite, quite many startups, which, who say that, uh, let's say that, um, ah, uh, you know, we need to make this solution because, uh, our clients say consumers are not really willing to make any more uh, sacrifices like for instance they would like to see more transparency in, in supply chains mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even if those companies are not willing to change they don't have any choice because they they notice that consumers demand it mm -hmm. uh, even though technically we as consumers don't have much power in, in many situations uh, it's mm -hmm. because it's very on the individual level mm -hmm. uh, got it got it cool mm -hmm. uh, any any uh, other solutions that that you would like to mention that are particularly interesting um i mean uh Maybe I can talk about what I'm doing and, uh, you know, like in this big picture. So yep. this uh, financial flow uh, of things is like kind of, kind of where I try to, to work, you know, like by showing the value of the different uh, water investment, showing the different mm -hmm. type of investment for different type of investors. You then can, you can make new financial connections, you know. And um, that's kind of where I saw like the, the missing part of the... Mm -hmm. Of the system how can you redirect financial flows to invest uh companies and water investments the one that financing the solutions and the and the transitions and you can make as much as you as many as you can and then you can just find and just make these things going you know so um, yeah in a nutshell that's what I'm, I'm i'm trying to do by showing the the value the different sort of value you can get whether it's uh financial return environmental Impact. Can you can you can you say a bit more about the process or uh, a bit more details? How it sure. I mean, uh, the way the way I'm working is um, I do a couple of things. So I do uh, um, consulting. So how can uh, how can a company or fund can adapt its process, its portfolio to to target different type uh, of companies? So you mm -hmm. then redirect their financial flows to the right directions. Uh, also do investment maps, you know, so if you want to invest into the the water universe, uh, I have all the funds, all the stocks and kind of and getting all the startups, then you can start, it's a tool that you can use, you know, to access the the whole universe and then you can, those flows are going to redirect into those, uh, into those companies, you know. 
Sure. So you, you help them to get exposure to um, to those kind of uh, water-related yeah. investments uh, exactly. uh, in, in in relation to their expectations, uh, risk profiles, and so on and so forth. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm a startup myself, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do is to, um, if I'm able to show the the value of nature and the value of water to as many investors as I can by showing them different type of products then you somehow connect all their preferences to all the solutions and then you can somehow redirect the, the economy. So that's, yeah. that's where I'm evolving. Yeah. So we talked a bit uh, about the problems, about the solutions. And uh, is there anything like what, how would you describe the current uh, stage of um, maturity of, 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 of um, such investments? Like, do you see this, this market as um, something that is still slowly developing or something that it's uh, moving quite fast with uh, a lot of capital being assigned to, um, to companies in need? Or how do you see it? That's a good question. I mean, uh, I mean, the first thing I would say about this was that, I mean, the water, Infrastructure is a big piece of infrastructure, you know, and the, the space has been waiting for a fiscal expansion, especially in the US. Mm -hmm. A lot of um, government money to just to restore and revamp the entire system, you know, but because the thing is just uh, in, in a state of disrepair and just needs to be... To be it wasn't maintained very well over time, yeah, and now it's, it needs a lot of investment. Yeah, and, uh, these, these are systems that have been built 100 years ago, you know, and now the technology, the system, the way of thinking is completely different. So you need to, you need to fix that. Then in terms of, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of, um, I haven't looked too much into the, the private equity space and startups flows, but I, I see a lot of funds uh, operating in that space, you know. Mm -hmm. Let me let me just suggest that there's um there's a lot of opportunity there. Mm -hmm. uh, what I've looked at the most is the um, the global listed equity funds. You know, uh, those are the f funds um, like Pictet or BNP Paribas or Tareno, which invest in the big water companies like uh, Xilam would do all the hardware of the infrastructure, like Ecolab would do the the, tr the water treatment. You know. There may be, I don't know, 50, 80 companies that operate into the water system. Mm -hmm. And those those big companies can be a, a portfolio for, for an investor, you know? So that's like, uh, and those those funds gets a lot of inflows at the moment. Uh, and do you think anything in particular that makes it uh, more difficult for the market to develop? Any, any kind of big obstacles like people, investors are not willing maybe to invest because of this or that or... Uh, there is so still some technological gap how to do things. Well, that's a big question, you know, like... Um... I mean, it's it's a broad one, obviously. <laughs> so every specific investor and specific solution would require... I mean, uh, some different things yeah, that... exactly. So it's different. It's an entire map, you know, and there's not like one solution fits all. So you have to yeah. fix it, everything everywhere, you know? I mean... Um... I mean, desalination is definitely a, uh, a topic where there's a lot of techn technological challenge. For now, it's very energy intensive. Uh, it requires a lot of uh, capex to do it. Mm -hmm. so usually, more done into the in the countries that are really really needed, like um, mm -hmm. like the, in the Middle East. Okay. Uh, um, but if you if you find one of the company that can find a process 
that can do that easily and much more or less uh, uh, capital or energy intensive, then that's um, that's a that's a that's a deal breaker. That's a game changer, you know. Um, yeah, it's a lot of little things like that. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, I also have one uh, citation from from your article, which was very interesting to me. Um, that you perceive uh, investments in water solutions not as an investment in commodity, but rather as an investment in in the in, the, in handyman. So someone yeah. who who is going to be maintaining the infrastructure and providing different kind of technologies for the future. Can you can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, exactly. I mean. Um... I think uh, one of the biggest problems when it comes to investing in water is that people assume that you're just going to invest into the water source, keeping it for yourself and just play with the demand and supply dynamics to just to make money out of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying not people do that, but there's a lot of things going on with, with water, especially with the entire piece of infrastructure that we've been developing to sustain ourselves. And this... This piece of big of uh, big piece of infrastructure, as we talked, needs a lot of repairs, needs a lot of maintenance, and is going to need a lot of adaptations to face the new environmental realities of the 21st century. Uh-huh. And this is going to be a lot of work, and this is going to be a lot of uh, challenges uh, to solve. And you're going to have people, uh, engineers, consultants, any kind of people that can help with the hardware, like uh, the company Xylems, You know that they they do the the pipes, the systems, and so on. They're going to work on the infrastructure, and this means uh, this means business, basically. You know, so that means a lot of uh, of economic activity generated around that. And then, so if you invest in those guys, then basically you invest into the long um, capacity of society to fix water issues. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. And there's going to be water issues for the foreseeable future, and also. That's why I think it's a good investment. Investing in those guys is going to fix the the issues to water. It's the same for climate. It's the same for energy. You know, so um, I think that's a different way of, of looking at it, and it's a different way to construct a financial portfolio around it. Got it. Got it. Um, what what you said about uh, like maintaining the the infrastructure and making sure that it all works for us uh, in the long run, it reminds me of a company. I'm not sure if it were if they were from Munich, but um, they did because like infrastructure start, sounds a bit like oh there's a lot of hardware. It's 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 like kind of old school companies putting some pipes into the ground and then yeah. maybe there is some central unit uh, steering everything. But uh, actually, I've, I've seen many different uh, sophisticated solutions, uh, also software solutions in this very physical um, set of problems, like uh, the, the company from Munich, they did uh, analysis of, uh, of the infrastructure, yeah. uh, and they were looking for leakage. And yeah. removing leakage is always a problem because you don't know where it is. Exactly. And you don't, you're not able really to spend millions to dig everything out and see if, if this is the, the place where, where it leaks. Exactly. But they had a very interesting model um, yeah. uh, that would that was able to quite accurately predict uh, uh, the, the leakage yeah. points. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this one. I don't I don't recall the name to be honest. Yeah, I mean, meaning the name was uh, was great. Uh, or maybe we can look it up afterwards and put it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I should be able to find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. Somewhere cool. in the <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, do you have many, maybe some other recommendations uh, how to um, get familiar with the uh, with the industry with the sector? Uh, like any any kind of books that you would recommend, articles, uh, just uh, just places to go. Sure. I mean, I wrote an article about all the all this economics of water uh, that yep. I'm happy to share. Um, Otherwise, on the top of my head, I mean, I have a whole library of everything that is related to water and I kind of, for two years, I've kind of read everything from there and somehow made my own uh, vision of things, you know. So, I mean, I can look it up for one that are most uh, percontent, but on mm -hmm. top of my head, I don't have that. I can maybe do a recommendation list. But uh, for me, I mean, the recommendation is that, especially whether for investor or for founders of startup, is trying to understand the entire water infrastructure, the entire water picture from an economic perspective and or everything fits together, you know? And then so, suddenly then you have a bit different perspective of how things works on how the entire society works, especially based on water. And then you can start thinking about different solutions, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, it, can, it can, it doesn't have to be uh, technical solutions. It could also be natural-based solutions, you know? And sometimes it can just, uh, find a way to restore uh, a wetland or, uh, or marshlands, you know, that's the kind of uh, areas that were protecting uh, the, uh, the coastal lines, again, so, uh, sea surge and, um, and storms, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at the entire system and how can you have different problems in different everywhere, then you can start looking for solutions and you can start for looking for different investments. Got it. You actually touched um, an interesting problem. Like um, yeah. quite often I see the, the problems among, among founders, among startups that they, um, they are slightly better, more like, let's say they have stronger, stronger skills and understanding of the topic from the product perspective, yeah. but not necessarily from the business or, the ecosystem perspective. So how really their solution fits from the, what you said, from the economical perspective into, into the ecosystem. Like yeah. the solution might be great, but it's very difficult to deploy it because there is some resistance from the government, from yeah. other stakeholders, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's super interesting. And I think you need to, you need to be aware of the economic and business landscape, you know, because that's how things are functioning. Yeah. You need to understand what are your legal barriers, as you said? Uh, what are the techno no, technological barriers? But that's probably like the their job. And you need to understand the investor's landscape, who is willing to to put some money into that, you know. And how do you do you make connections with them? And why it matters for them to, to invest? Yeah, in exactly. You know, <laughs> a lot of I, I hear a lot of people that are just uh, willing to help, you know, and they just uh, want to invest in those kind of things, but they don't know how to uh, how to do it, you know. So, yeah, there's definitely some connections that can be made there, you know. Got it. So someone like you can help with, with making those connections and making sound, yeah. and making sense out of the ecosystem too. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, like really mapping the entire things and how can we connect these financial, financial, financial flows. You know? Got it. Got it. Cool. Um, I think we have, we have covered everything. Thank you so much for, for the Good. conversation. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, any any last words that you would like to share? Something maybe that we missed? Um, no, not really. I think we we had a good coverage today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Everything that we mentioned, uh, we are going to put um, 
below the video so it's easy for you to find uh, the topics that, that we described uh, the companies that, that we mentioned thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episodes